happy Saturday. So I wanted to take a minute and talk to you about the five B's and how you can use those to help foster a love of reading in your home. Now, the reason for this is when it comes to fostering a love of reading in your home, if books aren't making themselves visible and accessible, then the likelihood of your child gravitating towards a book and picking one up to read is already going to set you back at fostering that love of reading. So naturally, and I'll get to what the five B's are in a second, by having books more accessible, more visible, it's going to make creating that habit and routine of reading in your home way easier for you and way more attractive to your kids. And part of the reason that goes into this is, and I'm going to go into buyer psychology just for a minute, there's something called the rule of sevens. Basically what this means is, so like when kids are watching commercials and things, or even when you're browsing ads and stuff like that, we have to see things at least seven times before we decide to take action and buy. And in this case, we want our kids to take action and buy into reading. So if books aren't visible, if they're not seeing them and engaging with them enough on a daily basis, that, that reminder of, ooh, I should pick up a book and read, isn't gonna happen often enough. And it's totally different when it's happen happening on like a subconscious level versus us as parents telling our kids, hey, why don't you go get a book? So much easier if we let them gravitate towards books and reading on their own, even if they don't realize that's what we're doing. Um, so it's a little sneaky, but by using the five Bs, we buy into that buyer psychology. We get to put that into practice because if you think about it, technology and screen devices, they're so present these days that we really have to compete with that when it comes to getting our kids to pick up that book and read. So the five Bs are the breakfast table, sorry, I'm gonna start with one, <laughs> the breakfast table, the bathroom, the bedroom, baskets, bins, and bookshelves around your home, and then your back seat and or your go bag. And what I'm gonna to do today is I'm gonna chat a little bit about some of the things that you would want to consider including in each of these places, uh, because depending on where you're, you're placing books, you want to be selective with the books you're choosing to place there. Ultimately, in all of these places, we do want to make sure we're connecting your kids with the Just Right books um, for them. And we'll talk about that more on Thursday with Amy Smith during her session. But the bottom line, we need them to actually want to connect with the books we're placing. So it doesn't just happen to be any books, but you want to keep your reader in mind when placing books in these areas. And so the first one is the breakfast table area. So this doesn't necessarily have to be restricted to breakfast time. This could be at lunch or snack or even at dinner time. And the books we want to include here are either uh, short stories, fact books, cookbooks. This is a great opener for if you have a picky kid, you can get them to help uh, take part in deciding what you might cook for dinner because uh, they have the ability to then browse and select uh, recipes that are attractive to them and their appetite. Ultimately, for, these space, for this space, you want to consider anything that's a quick read, has a clear, uh, I cannot talk today, I apologize, it's Saturday, a clearly defined stopping point um, so that, you know, if you need to get up and get out the door off to school in the morning or anything like that, you're not going to have that battle of, oh, but I want to finish. Now, granted, that's a great thing to have, but at least you have a, a clearly defined stopping point to get them to uh, before getting them out the door. And then you can also consider something in this area that would inspire um, any kind of discussion or anything like that, especially if you were to read like just a quick short story uh, before sitting down to dinner. Now I'm gonna move on to the bathroom. The bathroom is a great spot for, um, obviously if you have a younger child, the bathroom is a great resource uh, for potty training, having books in there to get them to stay on the bathroom, on the toilet longer. Um, but as they get older, 
they don't necessarily need to leave the bathroom. You want to consider something that's easy for them to hold in their hands, so nothing big and cumbersome that they could potentially drop or distract them from the obvious bathroom activities that need to be happening, but you could put things in there like joke books or any type of books relating to a life skill. So if they're working on brushing their teeth, washing their hands, um, germs, books about the human body, anything that would be maybe a sensitive subject that they'd appreciate a little bit of privacy around, especially as your kids get older and your girl starts, you know, uh, going through puberty, boy starts going through puberty, that sort of thing. It's a great place for them to have a resource to look on their own. They'll have the ability to lock the door with the expectation of privacy already there since it is the bathroom. Um, and that way they can educate themselves on topics that, you know, they might be worried about before they come to you. Ideally, we want to encourage that, that form of communication between us and our children about those sensitive subjects. But if they're anything like me, I was a very shy individual growing up. I didn't like to talk about those things. If I'd actually enjoyed reading or realized that I could actually get that answer from a book, I might have at least gravitated towards there instead of kind of like stumbling around like completely clueless. So always good to consider. Now the third B again was the bedroom. This is probably my favorite place in the home to keep books. It's our favorite place to read personally in our family. Um, this is a great place for bedtime stories, short stories, chapter books. Again, you want a nice clearly defined stopping point so you're not put in that position of, oh, can we read for five, minutes, five more minutes or five and then another five and another five. I mean, unless you like that sort of thing. Um, and you also want to consider that this is not the space to include anything that's going to be too exciting or interactive or scary because uh, we want to keep the bedroom a nice, calm, safe space. And as I'm going through these, if you happen to have a favorite spot in your home that you like to put books or one that's really popping out at you, please comment that as we continue going along. And then I'm going to move on to the, the uh, baskets, bins, and bookshelves around your home. A few key things to remember in these areas are we want to try and have books facing outward as much as possible, and I'm going to explain why in a second. Um, and we want to have them in as many places as possible rather than having a centralized area in our home because if your child were to stumble upon one centralized bookcase in your home that has, say, 100 books on it, that can be very, very overwhelming. By splitting them up into multiple baskets and bins that have maybe 10 to 20 books at most, it's a lot easier for them to browse, far less overwhelming. And if we're displaying, instead of the spine, if we're displaying the beautiful cover art, children's books are designed to be naturally engaging to draw the reader in. So we want to take advantage of that cover art as much as possible. So if you can get those um, floating bookshelves or just even putting a couple of the books facing covers out on your regular bookshelves, and then in baskets and bins, you want to have them obviously with the covers facing out vertically instead of horizontally stacked, because uh, again, that'll be more for them to have to wade through when going through the pile. We want to take advantage of that. This is more of that like um, advertising sort of thing. We want to advertise reading in our home and buy into that buyer psychology of letting the books do the work for us. And then the final spot is uh, the backseat and or your go bag. And things you want to consider here are, uh, this is a great opportunity to be able to give them an, an alternative to technology when you're out and about, whether you're on a car ride or stuck in line somewhere, you get stuck in traffic, if you're the type of family that runs from place to place, having books either in a basket or bag in the backseat of your car or, or in your go bag can be a great resource for letting them have um, something other than saying, here's a tablet, here's your phone. Um, why don't you go scroll videos on YouTube? 
not judging. We've been there. We've done that. We still utilize technology a ton. Uh, but having the option is always a good thing. And some things to keep in mind with this space is this is a great place for audiobooks, ebooks, ebooks that can read out loud to your child, uh, flat books, anything that's super interactive and engaging that's going to make them want to make that shift to books over technology, which they're probably used to in these spaces. And lastly, the thing you want to keep in mind is you're more than likely driving and or if you're waiting in line somewhere, you're having to focus on that engagement with whatever activity you're about to do. Um, so these need to be books that they can read and enjoy independently and are at their level. Um, so I hope you enjoyed my tips on the five Bs. Again, comment below with your favorite location and or where you're planning on starting uh, to implement the five Bs in your home. And lastly, I want to say, can you believe it's only three days away until the Reluctant Reader Summit kicks off on Tuesday? I am so excited. I want to see more interaction in this group. I really want this group to be a space of community for all of us. We're all dealing with reluctant reader children on some level, whether they're a struggling reader, an uninterested reader, or a differently wired kiddo. And all of that needs support because let's face it, if we have friends out there that have neurotypical children or kids who are children that are like sailing through academically, they can't relate to the struggles that we're having of like having to like go into battle every night just to get our kid to open a book and read. And while I'd like to say that, you know, you're going to walk out of the summit and immediately have a, a, a an avid reader, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I hate to burst your bubble. It's not going to happen immediately. The reading journey is long. It takes time, but you will walk away from this summit with the resources and tools and strategies that you can put in place to get you there um, over time. But during that time frame of putting these things in place, you're going to want that community. You're going to want that support to keep you from just giving up and wanting to run in the other direction and just fall back into whatever habits you had before coming here. So I, I want you to uh, definitely check out the Accountability Buddy post if you haven't already. Feel free to introduce yourself here in the group. And then lastly, I want to also highlight that it is always the more the merrier when it comes to things like this. And there is an opportunity for you to win a $25 Amazon gift card just by sharing information about the summit, uh, either here on Facebook or over on Instagram on your personal pages. And there are details about how you can do this and how to enter in the featured section up above. And uh, all you have to do is look for the pre-summit giveaway post for all those details. I hope you enjoyed this and I can't wait to have things kick off with the kickoff party on Monday night. And if I don't see you then, I hope to see you Tuesday, the first day of the summit. Bright and early, I'll be in here live at 8 a.m. to welcome you all officially to the kickoff of the Reluctant Reader Summit. Thanks again, and happy Saturday.